0: Imagine getting up, getting dressed, getting in your car, take all the energy to get to church, and feel nothing. Church on the street. I didn't sleep much last night. Stirring with scriptures, stirring with a message, going, God, what do you want to say this morning? Because if I get up here, I'm going to bray like a donkey. (laughs) Yeehaw. But if you speak through me, something will get accomplished. But if you came hungry, I could get up here and bray like a donkey and God would speak to you and say, oh my gosh, that was the best service I ever had. I'm nobody, but He through me makes me somebody. If you come hungry, if you come hungry, you are going to get fed. It'll draw something out of me or whoever. A baby walking up here with a flag. The Lord will speak to you. If you come hungry, So I had several different messages that I wanted to speak this, this, just for this morning. I said, God, what do you want to talk about? I had this all set out. I had this all set out. Pat asked me a couple weeks ago, hey, will you speak? And I said, oh, yeah, for sure. And so I set those messages before me, and I was just like going, okay, Lord, what do you want to talk about? And as I'm just going through them, when I just thought of the fatherless message, something leaped inside of me. I say, oh, you, you want to share that again? Because we are a people that we have to be told over and 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 then all of a sudden click the lights come on. Now I see it, Lord. I mean, is that not true? My daughter was up at, I don't know if I can do this, but we'll, ah, yes, (laughs) yes, I'm a pacer, preacher. So my daughter got up last night at 3.13, she said. Where's the other, who, where's the other lady up at 3, 3 a.m.? Did she leave? Okay, so when I hear things like that, numbers like that, I instantly think of Scripture. So she said, like, well, that's odd, Kaya, that you were up at 3.13, not 3.11, not 2 a.m., not 5, 4 a.m., but at, you happened to look at the clock on the stove, and it was 3.13. And so, boom, I was like, 3.13. Boom, instantly, Revelation 3.13. Revelation 3.13, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking unto the church. I was like, ooh, that's fitting, Lord. That's fitting with the message this morning. And because I, I am going to speak on this whole movement in the earth right now. And you might just be dull like I was back in 2009 just when you hear the fatherless message, when you hear the spirit of adoption, when you hear that stuff, it's like in one ear and out the other. Well, the Greens got that under control in our church. I've, I've spoken with pastors over and over. Well, the Johnson family, they, they they we're doing that here. No, you're not. They're doing it here. You know what I'm saying? This is all hands on deck. Church on the street, as I've meditated and viewed this body, you are a house of justice. Do you understand that? You are a part of a movement that God's doing in the earth, that you are a house of justice. Have you thought about that? That God's trying to make a mark. This isn't the Green family trying to do something here. This isn't uh, Pat and Teresa trying to do something here, or all the family. This is something that God's trying to do, and he's trying to get our attention. It's all around us. The spirit of adoption, the unborn, and the foundation of this church is that. And we just like, it's like, and we hear it, and we can't become dull on this subject when it comes to the spirit of Elijah, the spirit of adoption. God wants us doing something about it. I want to share, my, I have a little testimony we just got 500, over 500,000 signatures on the Moral Outcry. Uh, yes, a half a million. That was my testimony. I thought after the, the, late, the last one, I was like, eh, I'm going to hold back. You know, she had a powerful testimony. Church on the street, you are a house of intercessors. Right, Dana? And all the other ladies, if you're an intercessor in this house, I want you to raise your hand. Okay. Intercession. You know, intercession is what will steer something. Intercession is what can drive the point home. I know there's a a man, his name is Reese Howells. Has anybody ever read his book, Reese Howells, Intercessor? He, with his intercession, he steered armies. He would go on his knees for seven and eight hours before the Lord and be unmoved. Intercession is key to steering something that the Lord is trying to accomplish in the earth. And we don't want to be standing by as just being dull. If you're an intercessor and you've fallen off, sign back up again. And if you fall off next week, sign back up again 100%. Because God is trying to get our attention. This is a house of adoption. This is a house of justice. And the Lord, and it's, in our, it's been here. I mean, and, and when Pat and Teresa announced, I think it was two years ago, hey, we're, we feel like the Lord is, you know, we're eventually by. You guys are unmoved. I mean, I look at your stubbornness. It's like going, go, don't hold us back. And I don't mean that's no offense to them. I mean, God gave me that word when we were in Kansas City. When we, we, we were leading the life department, and the Lord whispers in my ear and says, if you don't leave it can't grow. It's like, ooh, Lord, that's a good word. Get me out of here. Get, now breathe on that thing, Lord. I don't want to be in the way of what the Lord's trying to do. So I would like, I look, oh, well, this is a big ministry. Whatever. I want to read Matthew 23, 23. You know, what I do is all week long, all, however long it is, I just write scriptures, write scriptures, write scriptures, write scriptures. There's no order to this <laughs> at all, ever, in the last 11 years of preaching. I never have order to it. And Holy Spirit highlights the scripture, and that's what comes out. Highlights the scripture, and that's what comes out. It's just like, I don't have this, like, ugh. Anyways. Matthew 23, 23. Let me get there real quick so I read it word for word. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he says, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. calls them hypocrites. You pay your tithe, mint, and Ananias and Cummins, and you have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Jesus making a statement. Hey, I know you pay your tithes and you go to church, but what about the weightier matters of the law? What about justice? And we're going to zero in on justice. What is justice? With the lens of the Lord biblically. Not this social justice stuff that you see out, all, all that stuff. That is just like distorted. What is justice? And I'm going to give you an example out of Job 29, 17. Let me go to Job. Job 29, 17. We're going to just talk about Job. I mean, what a righteous man. Not fully righteous. God did a few more works in there. But when the Lord brought me over to Job, he just says, Denny, I want you to read this. Don't focus on his trial. Because when we go through trials, which the Bible tells us we're supposed to go through. It is supposed to be there. And, and, it, and, it, and it produces righteousness. In us. So when the pressure's on, it's like going, Lord, I can't take another day. Yes, you can. I'm here. And it's not always going to be like this. But I'm trying to show you something. That's what the trials and tribulations are all about. God wants less of you in here. And then when that all gets over with, and then there's more of him in there. The exchange rate of that is just, I still get awestruck when God, the exchange rate, I give you my junk, and then you fill me up with you. I was like, what's the exchange rate on that? That's just like, I, that's amazing. I'm going to give you all my filth. <clears throat> I'm going to give you my anger. I'm going to give you my pride. I'm going to give you everything. He goes, that's right, Dan. I'm after everything. Everything that makes you your character, your identity, all these things, and we just pick up trash along the way, he says, I want it all. You are a dead man. You are a dead man. You are a drink offering. That you, and that's kind of been kind of the, the fuel behind Mindy and I and these things that the Lord has asked us to do in, in our 50s. Carry an embryo. Say what? Petition the Supreme Court. Say what? Say what? And the Lord is, <clears throat> is just, he's trying to make a mark for his glory in the earth. This is not about Denny and Minnie. This is about the Lord. Need some water. So let's go to Job 29. And we're going to, is it okay if I set this right here? Okay. Job 29, 12. Now, this is just talking about Job, and he, you know, he talks about all the himself a little bit here, and it's okay. He, he's, he's edifying and glorifying the Lord, but this is what the, the DNA of Job was when it starts in verse 12, 29, 12. Because I delivered the poor who cried out, the fatherless and the one who had no helper. The blessing of a perishing man came upon me, and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban. I mean, it's kind of like he got that, that Matthew 23 thing and just put it on every morning. Okay, Lord, let's find somebody, and let's bring forth justice. Let's, I'm looking to, Lord, I'm getting up and not just going to try to make it through the day. And, and go to work and whatever, and then just get home and go, oh, my gosh. <clears throat> if you ask the Lord for an opportunity, I promise you he'll bring it. God, bring someone today. Bring someone today I can tell them about you. Bring the weak, the broken, somebody that needs a little bit of encouragement. <clears throat> if you ask him, he will do it. I want to just say this because the Lord just popped this in my head. I'm going to fix this before I break something. So anyways, the Lord just highlighted again. I know um, an attorney. This is the hour we're in. She had a law firm. She shut the law firm down to become a full-time intercessor. I know a banker she quit her job to become a full-time intercessor. I know. What the heck? God will pay you to pray. He will pay you to pray. It's going to come His way, so don't get like, oh Lord, you have money. He says, really? It all belongs to Him. When we shut my company down, my construction company. in 2011, to go full-time preaching on behalf of the fatherless. <clears throat> full-time. Shut it down. We just adopted three babies. Three babies. We just adopted three babies. It took our nest egg. Gone. And the Lord's just sitting there going, now would be a perfect time to shut down your money source. (laughs) Oh, yes. I mean, when you look at it in the natural, all of our friends looked at us and said, you guys are nuts. They came back later until they started seeing the Lord do what he does. He looks at that and just says, that's nothing. I got you. I can't fail you. It's impossible impossible to fail. We shut it down and start cold calling pastors and God shows up and here we are 11, 12 years later. Did you guys make it? God does it his way. He cannot fail and I'm letting you know. God is in, we are in a moment right now that he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to the church because he may be calling you into full-time intercession, full-time intercession. When I looked at my construction career, and, I, and then I had this message about the fatherless, I looked at both and said, that was a waste of time. My construction company, I thought, this, ooh, Lord, let's go for this. Let's go for intercession. Now, just, you, you talk that stuff, if the Lord's speaking to you right now, you talk to the Lord about this stuff. Hey, I, I did that thing. You know, and I walked away from my business and things got great. Yeah, of course they're going to get tight. The Lord's trying to produce faith in you. He it will do whatever it takes to get you thinking more like he thinks. I mean, when we did that, I mean, we got eight months behind. Foreclosure knocking at the door. <clears throat> hey, we're coming to get your house. And I'm standing on the porch going, no, you ain't. Not unless he allows it. $6,000 behind on our utilities. We got the notices in the mail all the time. I looked at that and said, you won't shut that off either unless he allows it. And if he allows it, then he'll give me the money to turn it back on. Six grand. (laughs) I'm not going to get into those. You want me to share the rest of the house? I will get back to Job. I know, honey. But the Lord's got me going on these rabbit trails. He wants to build faith in his people. He cannot fail. Get out and live on the water. Instead of playing reserve back in the boat, doing nothing, and it's on cruise control Christianity. Faith moves him. Faith moves him. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. He wants his children active in doing the word of God. I got permission now. Oh my gosh. Okay. We got eight months behind. Ten grand owing on our mortgage. And, I mean, God was stirring me. I just go out. I mean, the letters were coming. The phone calls were coming. And I was, the Lord had me in a place of intense fasting, intense digging into his word and just going, it's like, wait a minute. If you're in charge of this, they can't do anything unless you allow it. That's just where my faith was. And if they took the house, I didn't care. And we had equity. I didn't care to the point of, this does not even belong to me. Lord, my equity, that doesn't belong to me either. we I am yours. My stuff is yours. We go preach at a little church. <clears throat> we get the five days, they're doing a sheriff sale. They're going to sell the house out from underneath us. My wife has got things packed. I was like, I'm standing on the front porch going, no worries, honey. God's got this. God's bringing us three $10,000 checks. You watch. You watch. And I would just stand out on that porch, declare, Lord, they won't shut that power off. I mean, I got three babies in the house. Let's not forget about that. Three babies, three one-year-olds, three two-year-olds, three three three-year-olds. Now they're all three 10-year-olds. But the, the Lord was just showing his faithfulness. I mean, it rubbed my flesh wrong. I mean, when you look at you walk away from a business with three babies, it's like going, ooh, Lord, I know what this could look like, but I trust you, you got this. So, anyways, we go preach at a little church. <clears throat> Couple meets us at the front altar, says, hey, we got the ability to pay for adoptions. 10, 20, 30, 40,000 dollars we got it. Like, yes, we got a secret weapon. Man, when that couple gets down to that last adoption at 10 grand, hey, you and you get together. Anyways, they want to come over, hear more of our story. They come over, sits down on the couch, 30 minutes into the conversation. He says, you know what, guys? i got to stop you guys right now. He says, since I sat on the couch, the Lord keeps saying in my ear, mortgage, 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 what's going on? My wife breaks down and says, well, (laughs) you know, and he stops and says, well, I'm telling you this right now. He says, I'm meeting you Monday morning. I'm catching up that $10,000 for you. I'm catching all up. Wait a minute, it gets better. He says, I'm going to make your house payment all year. I'm going to pay your insurances. You guys take this message and run with all your might. And he met us Monday, paid the house payment all the way up to current paid our insurance, did it, and he did it for five years. Five years. It says, when you, oh man, when you get that God does it his way, we want the microwave answers, don't we? Like, Lord, I'm going to pray this, and if I don't see it next week, I'm moving on to the next thing. God says, oh, I'm going to do it all right. I'm going to do that in five years. like Wait a minute, you're going to make me long this out for five years? Yeah, because you just aren't ready. You're just not ready. But he does it, whenever I notice how God does things, my flesh gets instantly offended. They go, ooh, ooh, adopt another child. Ooh, I know this is right, Lord, because my flesh is cringing. One more. Let's make it ten, Lord. Just go for it. (laughs) <laughs> Lord, I love you so much. Job 29, I didn't forget. I will go on rabbit trails. Mindy and I have a bunch of them. the Lord has done. And it, 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 this isn't not this is no glory to Mindy and I at all. I promise you, the Lord is trying to stir your heart to believe He will not fail you. I don't care what it is if you're believing for healing, finances, Relation, I don't know. I don't care. I don't care what it is. He's God. We have access to an unlimited source, and yet we limit him. Let him blow your mind. God, come on, let's do this. And whatever it is. And if you crash and burn, get up, dust yourself off, and sign up again. I mean, I've done this so many times with just fasting. It's like, okay, Lord, we're going one week, water, let's go. Day three in, man. Peace out. You know, I mean, been there, done that. You just dust yourself off and go go for it again. Sign back up again. That's about the best information you'll get on fasting. Go for it, man. But fasting, oh, I'm going on another rabbit trail. We won't talk about fasting. Okay. All right, let's get on Job. Okay, let's see. Job is just, I mean, Job is amazing, because I delivered the poor, I already read that, I, I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban. I was eyes to the blind. I was feet to the lame. I was a father to the poor. I searched out the case that I didn't even know about. I broke the jaws of the wicked and I plucked the prey from its teeth. That's justice. That is just. I broke the jaws of the wicked and I pluck, pluck the prey, the victim, and that's the whole thing with justice, with adoption. And I'll never forget the time I went into a vision <clears throat> when we're getting Liran, our little Liran, our firstborn. I mean, our first adoption. I'm sitting there meditating on scriptures, <clears throat> and the Lord brings me into a vision, and I'm in a and I'm in a hospital room now. And I'm standing there, Mindy standing next to me. The mama's in the, bed, in the bed holding the baby and leering. I mean, uh, there's a social worker standing in the room with a, with a clipboard. And in this little vision I had, she says, <clears throat> excuse me, give me the baby. It's going into the foster system. And then I just piped up and I said, no, no, no. I said, we're adopting this little one. She's going into our home. And boom, in that moment, the Lord spoke to me. He says, Denny, this is what I'm talking about. This is justice. You grabbed Leran. That was her course. And you said, he said, the, the gavel came down. Boom, justice was served when the children of God grabs this harvest called babies and children and say, that's justice? I, her whole course was changed. Do you understand it? What if we had not said Yes where would these babies be? Ben, where would these babies be? Where would these children be if you'd said no? I can't even go there in my thoughts. I won't go there in my thoughts. Where would Kai and Ayla, where would Gideon, that first embryo back, do you see that little boy? Hi, Gideon. Hi, handsome. (coughs) Where would he be? God breaks in gives Mindy and I a revelation about the harvest of children that are sitting in containers in California. Frozen children. I know. It took me a minute to get a hold of that too. But until that happened, I was going, these are human beings. These are children. This is the harvest. And it's like, and, and, and by the way, I want you, I know your wife is in her 50s, and I want you to take that little speck and put it in her tummy, and he's going to grow, and then boom, you got yourself a Gideon Wilberforce. I know. I'm blown away still. <clears throat> what, what is the gospel costing you? If this is a house of justice, if this is a house of intercession, where do we go from here? I mean, God has put the foundation together here. This is just slowly. This is. Yes, it's okay. It's okay. I want to read Luke, Luke 17. God's trying to get your attention. There's something bigger than you. There's something bigger than your ideas. There's something God's trying to get accomplished in the earth. It's about him, not about you. We need to all repent and say, God, I've made this all about me. Me, 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 me. And and God just says, well, wait a second here. This is my plan, my idea. And and again, this is just not about, but it's a huge part of it because this is an end-time movement about adoption based out of Malachi 4. God said he was going to do this in the last days. I'm going to tell you the scripture one more time. He said, behold, in the last days, I will send you Elijah the prophet, and he's going to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers, lest I strike the earth with a curse. Now the spirit... Elijah is coming back. He's the one that got whirlwind, never died. And he might be one of the prophets, you know, in, in the, in the, in the in book of Revelation that comes back to witness. I'm not getting into any of that. But John the Baptist also operated in the power and spirit of Elijah, right? John, Luke 1, I mean, Luke 1, And he will go in the power and spirit of Elijah. Well, that spirit of Elijah is is still alive and vibrant and when he says that god says he's going to do this in the last days it's the last words of the old testament and by the way this is one story There's no separating in the New Testament to the Old Testament because they just shake hands all the way through it. They assist one another. There's no separation. It's one story. There's just a 400-year gap between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And then, boom, God's talking about the power and spirit of Elijah, uh, the last words in the Old Testament. And then, boom, he's talking about it again in Luke 1.17, right in the beginning of the Gospels. He's talking about it. He's trying to get our attention. Hey, I'm going to do something in the last days, and you better get ready for what's coming. Because that's what my, Mindy and I have been preaching for 10 years. You better get ready for what's coming. God is handing his church a harvest, and they're called babies. They're called, the Bible calls them the least of these, the little ones, the ones that can't defend themselves. Can Gideon defend himself? Uh-uh, not at all. Lear and Kaya, Ayla, little babies? Uh-uh. God just says, hey, I want you to look into this, like Mindy was talking. Hey, just, God whistles. Hey, look over here. It's like, yeah, I kind of saw that. Yeah, I want you to look again. Oh, okay. All right, Lord. Okay. That was how I was with adoption. I had no grid for this. None. You know, again, we were empty nesters in our 40s. I did my victory lap around the house. We did it. We did it. You know, with the, our, our biological kids. And then God says, now start over. Ooh, now that instantly offended my flesh. You want me to start with a baby and go again for, well, it doesn't ever end. Does it? Mom and the dad that are older. No, they're going, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come get that. Yeah. How much? <laughs> and, and so, To get us ready for what's coming, there's a harvest of babies. And we're going to read out of Luke. I am so thankful for Holy Spirit to remind me of these scriptures. How do I lift this up? Just pull this lever here. I can do it. Okay. Just to bring it up a little bit because of my eyesight. Thank you. Yep, yep. Or my, it's my height. That's right, it's my height. Okay. Now, I want you to get this scripture. And if you've heard me say these scriptures, I'm saying them again, and you're going to hear them again, and you're going to hear them again, you're going to hear them again, hear them again, hear them again, hear them again, and all of a sudden, the lights come on. Ding, 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 ding. Because we really are dull people. We are, we've been dulled down. We've been seduced by the spirit of the age, especially social media and all of our little gadgets. You know, I mean, it's just like consuming. I have to make myself put this thing away while I'm in my quiet time in the morning. I have to think, you know. Yeah. Try fasting social media. Try fasting just all of it. Movies for forty days. Just go for it. I dare you. I dare you. Luke seventeen seven. And which of you having a servant, ploughing or tending sheep, will say to him when he comes in from the field, Come at once and sit down and eat. No? But rather, will you not say to him, Prepare something for my supper, gird yourself, and serve me till I have eaten and drunk? And afterwards, you will eat and drink. So here we have the master. He's at home. The servant's been working out in the field all day long. And when he comes in from his long day's work, and the master sees him come in, he says, You know, the servant doesn't say, Hey, I've been working all day, and can, can you make me something to eat? I'm hungry. But the master's in this house just saying, going, oh, you're finally here. You got home from your field. Can you make something for me now? Okay. So he says, but will he not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper, gird yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk. And afterward, you will eat and drink. Talking about the marriage supper of the lamb. Afterward, you will eat and drink because we know this day is coming. Does he think that servant, because he did the things that were commanded of him? I think not. So likewise, when you have done all these things which you were commanded, talking about you and me, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have only done what was our duty to do. Do you get that? We have only done. Now, we're the servants here. Of course, we're his friends. Of course, we are. We're the friend of God, but Jesus is saying here, hey, I've asked you to do some things here on the earth while you are living, eating, breathing here, because this is just a speck compared to forever and ever and ever and ever. One of the biggest paradigm shifts Mindy and I have ever gotten from the Lord is that he shift that paradigm to forever from just today and my lifespan. Of what we're doing today is going to impact the earth forever. Do you get that? Just get that paradise and talk to the Lord. by the Lord, change the way I think that I'm not just living for the now. But I want to have an eternal mindset, Lord. Because Jesus is going to come back. And he's going to to wage war against the evil one. And his judgments are going to come to the earth. And he's going to do away with all wickedness. All corruption, rust, and all that kind of stuff—it's going to be gone. I mean, Holy Spirit's been here on the earth for 2,000 years, or so, give or take, to get us ready. To get us ready. To get for get us ready for Jesus' second return. When Jesus comes back, millennial happens and then it will take a thousand years to get the the earth ready for the father's return the holy city coming out of boom and landing in jerusalem i mean it's so this this little mindset of my life my now i'm my 70 80 90 lifespan think eternal when you when you read the scriptures finish up. So likewise you, when you have done all these things which you were commanded, say we are unprofitable servants. We have only done what was our duty to do, which means duty, moral or legal obligation. We are from a different kingdom. We've been invited to his kingdom and that we would operate the way that Jesus would operate. He didn't put up with the fluff. I mean, this man went in and turned over tables in the synagogue. That type Jesus. Does that offend? Oh, absolutely. He was offending everybody around him. Does this, does this cause you pain? Oh, because you, I didn't do this the way that you've been doing it. That I'm not going to put up with this stuff. My point to Luke 17 and connecting that with justice If this is a house of justice and defending the poor, the weak, the least of these. This is what he's called us to. This should just be a part of us. Because he says, I've commanded. said, this was a duty to do justice. I mean, Isaiah 117 says to do justice to the fatherless defend the fatherless. Psalm 82 says, defend the fatherless. Deliver them and do justice. Psalm 82, go read it. Psalm 10, go read that. He's a father to the fatherless and he defends them. But see, we're his hands and feet in the earth. It is my honor to speak on behalf of this. It is an honor for me to talk about how God feels about the fatherless, not how you feel about it, but how God feels about it, because John four says that there's a there's a day coming, and it's here. John four says, look into the fields, plural word, fields and I say, look into the fields of the least of these the babies and children we got the family field, we got the work field, we got all these different fields represented, and then we look into the children field. And because we're dull, we look at that and say, ah, that's, that's not mine when it comes to children. But what if this is God's way of bringing in the harvest? If Roe v. Wade is turned over next year, and you know there's 30, over 3,000 babies aborted a day and Roe v. Wade gets overturned, what are we doing with these babies? 800, nine eight, 900 black babies a day. Unthinkable. Mindy and I are in this fight, and we will not back down, because Jesus will have his victory. He wants these children. These children, it's winning souls, if you want to put it that way you get that? Oh, come here, Leran. Learn justice. Come on. Come on. Here's mommy and daddy trained in the ways of the Lord, taught the Bible, taught how to pray, reads the Bible all the time. It's discipleship 101, right? Kyanela come along. Oh, come on, Kyanela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mommy, daddy, three souls, one. I get to train them, disciple them in my house. Not the once a month Bible study. In my house, I get to train them. Then comes Gideon, pearls on her way. I got a rabbit trail. We are not in an hour to be goofing around. We are not in an hour to be taking God's word lightly. Mindy was up here in Michigan. This is the rabbit trail. I love watching the power of God move. I love it. I love it. I love it. She was up in Michigan. I had the three girls. They were all five years old. This is for somebody in here. I bring the girls into the living room. I had been studying my Bible. I said, Kaya, Ayla, come here. I said, Daddy's going to read you some scriptures. I'm going to read Psalm 2, Joel 2, and Acts 2. If you know those scriptures, go go read those books if you're not familiar with them. Daddy's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh, and his sons and daughters will prophesy. I said, girls, because I got baptized in 91 with the Holy Spirit with absolute fire. I won't share that. Maybe I'll share it again someday. Some of you have heard it. And so I was like going, you know, there's not little Holy Spirit, and there's not big Holy Spirit. There's Holy Spirit. And so I said, girls, come here. When I read these to you, I said, then I'm going to lay hands on you, and you are going to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you guys believe this? Oh, yeah, Daddy. Oh, yeah, Daddy. Yeah. Okay, so let's. I read the, the three passages or the three chapters. Psalm 2, Joel 2, Acts 2. I laid hands on my girls. All three of them got baptized with the Holy Spirit. All three of them on the spot, and we exercise that muscle almost every day before bed. Why do we limit God? Our perception of who we think He is. Because I I trust you, we're way off. He's a limitless God. I want my children on fire because it's going to get more seductive out there. I don't want them settling for lesser things. I want them so engulfed in their eyes on Jesus, going, Oh, wow. And then temptation comes to go, Oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. I got this guy. Oh, no, 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 no. Thank you. No, thank you. That our children, our grandchildren. Yeah, we have eight. Somebody had 17. Yeah, okay. My friend right here. (laughs) This is not an hour to be sitting back in cold. I dare you to go for it. Open your Bible in the morning. And just say, speak to me, Lord. And like I said, I know there's moms out there. Danny, I can't even get out of bed in the morning. God knows that. He's right there at your bedside going, come on, we're going to get out of bed. And then something all of a sudden, man, something just zeal inside. you. said, not today, Satan, not today. You know what I'm saying? He's like, not today. I'm going to get up, and my house is going to be filled full of joy. I'm going to take my attitude and put it in a closet for a minute, and I'm going to put my, this is, everything that's going on in my mind, I'm going to put that aside, and I'm going to love. I'm going to love today. I'm not going to make accusation against you in my thoughts. I'm not going to curse you in my thoughts or in my mind, because God searches that stuff. I want to read one more scripture, I think. <clears throat> Let's go to Matthew. <clears throat> when the Lord brought me to this scripture, my jaw pretty much hit the ground. And it's like, Lord, if you can't read this, Outside of the lenses of the church. Mindy and I have been in a lot of churches. And that's not to brag or anything like that. But my goodness. I honestly, my goodness is my heart. My goodness, Lord. Where is the church that bears much fruit? With signs and wonders and miracles and healings. A young man, young woman walks through that door. We don't have to have something cool for them. Cool is, are you kidding me? They walk in and they feel Jesus. And that's what's going to change them. Not some cool thing. Oh, wow, this is a happening. That stuff is taking kids to hell. I mean, we don't need to make things all hippity hop. I'm serious. Yeah, I said hippity hop. (laughs) It starts with us. If we come hungry, if we stay hungry, if we are the church, not just going to church like I th- was Steve, I think it was you say just be the church with signs and wonders and miracles following. One of the biggest things I've learned from the Lord, I can sit here and get all sucked up with the word and just house it in. But if I don't release it out in the marketplace, I just become one of these big old wise, I'm all full of God. I'm all full of God. I'm telling you, back in 2005 when I made the commitment, Lord, I'll give you one to three hours every single day. I still do it today. Haven't missed maybe one or two days with fasting, with prayer, when I would get in here every morning and then boom, God started doing signs and wonders and miracles out in the marketplace, leading people to the Lord, just countless of young men and women to the Lord out in the marketplace. There's something to it. Shake off the junk. Just shake it off. Close your eyes to the all of that stuff. It will suck you dry. Social media will bleed you out. It'll bleed you out. And then, I mean, I know people are desperate, and this is all you get. It's just a Sunday morning. I got to have a word, God. And I get that. But, man, how much sweeter it is to go in and get my own word. God, I need a word today. Patience. Ooh, I didn't want that word. My kids are driving me crazy. Okay, (laughs) <clears throat> Long suffering, <laughs> Lord, help! I know, I know. It's those ones that just let like, your flesh cringes. I mean, those are the ones when your flesh is like, "Ouch, God!" Or somebody tells you that word, it's like, "I don't receive that at all." Thank you. And then, and then, all of a sudden, that word comes up again, and God's trying to get our attention. But just the chaos. If you get caught up in the chaos, if you get caught up in the social media, man, just don't. <clears throat> Shut it off and just say, okay, God, I'm going to sit. Shut off the noise. Danny, how can I do that? I got, I got a million kids running around. <laughs> I do too. Not a million, but it can be done. God hears that, that just, he hears that desperation. God, something's got to change. He says, I know it does. Something's got to change. And the sad thing is, it's you. And and I'm not kidding you. That is, uh, if something's rubbing you wrong, you better take that finger and point it right at yourself. That's what I've learned in my 30 years of walking with the Lord. I go, well, uh," he says, no, no, no. You're pointing it in the wrong direction. (laughs) again? Yes. My daughter said the greatest thing when she, when we dropped her off down at IHOP, our our daughter Landry, who's now, how old is Landry, honey? 30? She says, dad, I am so jealous of the kids' relationship down here. They really do love Jesus. He says, and I've learned that serving Jesus 99% of the time is not good enough. I'm going to finish up with Matthew. I didn't forget, guys. Now, I normally don't read all of this, but I'm going to. Just the portion, just not the whole chapter, guys. We're going to start in verse thirty-two. I'm sorry, you're supposed to discern that. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Yes, uh, no verse, no twenty-five, chapter twenty-five, verse thirty-two. All nations would now look at. This is the grand entry. Of Jesus' return. He's got all of his holy angels. Here he comes. He's going to split the sky. Here he comes on the scene. I can't wait to hug him. All nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come you, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the very foundation of the world. Now verse 35. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. And I was in prison and you came to me. When father revealed this scripture to me. Now, I've always read this in an evangelical way. Working the streets, you go out there, you're hitting the streets, and you're ministering to people out there, the homeless, whatever, prostitutes, whatever, in the jails. I looked at it, and this was just a, a broad stroke, but now I'm reading this, and I have my little leering justice in my arms. That little, she's got the best shirt on, if you guys read it today. Liren's right back there in the sea. Hi, Liren. I love you. She told me she was going to sit in today. Very beautiful. So, as I have Liren in my arms, and I'm on this scripture, and the Lord just says, I was thirsty and you gave me a drink, feeding her a bottle. I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was a stranger, and you brought me in. My knees are buckling. And I'm like going, and there's nobody more in a prison, Lord, than a prison of the unwanted, of in this area of uncertainty, A prison of a foster system. Prison of a womb. A prison cell of containers that can hold 50,000 babies frozen. And if you're questioning that, those are babies. Just to clear the air on that one. Babies. Just science has come in and did their little thing. But God's the only one that says, let there be light. Let there be life. And God just says, Denny and Mindy, how about that one right there? Gideon. It's like, ooh. Lord, this is winning souls? Come on. This is sci-fi, Lord. But I'm All in. All in. You can take it. So, and why am I saying this? Because this is a house of justice. God has done an adoption movement here. He has done a movement for the unborn here. And, And if you're just sitting on the outside edges going, wow, there's some crazy stuff going on there. Man, man. I just want to encourage you, just press into this a little bit. Look outside your little world. Just say, okay, God, what are you doing there? Because I assure you, there's not another place around here doing this. They can get up here and have testimonies for three hours. Everybody has got their mapped out, blah, 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 to get these people to lunch. Or somebody's going to get an email. No, I'm not stopping for another 30 minutes, no. So this is the portion. I don't know. Well, I'm going to read the rest of this. And then I'm going to go into the part. Because, and I'm tying all this into James 1, 27. Where God says, pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, is that we care for them, the fatherless and the widows in their distress. I'm tying this into the yeah, Job 29:17. Break the jaws of the wicked. Psalm 82. <clears throat> defend them, deliver them, and do justice. Breaking it into Malachi. God said, I'm gonna do this in the last days. Don't get caught sleeping. Don't get caught sleeping. My hand is moving. Yeah, yeah. You and I have talked before. Hi, handsome. Yeah. I know. I know. I come on. Oh, the whole stand is moving now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. That's funny. all right, let's finish up. Okay. So we got through I was hungry, I was thirsty. Naked, I mean the babies were naked all I mean, changing clothes all day long. And Lord was bringing this in and, and getting my attention. See, Dad, I want you to look at this. You're holding this. You are holding this movement in your arms. And let's not forget about the scripture that Jesus says, Hey, whenever you bring in one of the least of these, whenever you bring them in, and I believe it's in Luke and Mark, it says, you bring me in. And whatever you bring me in, you bring my father in too. Keep that scripture there too. It's like, going, oh, wait a minute. I'm bringing Jesus in. Now let's, let's go right here. Okay, verse 36. I was naked. Oh, no, that's 37. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you a stranger when, or naked and clothe you? Or when do we see you sick or in prison and come to you? Then the king, King Jesus, will answer and say unto them, Surely I say unto you, as much as you did to one of the least of my brethren, you did it to me. Do you get that? And usually when the Bible is talking about the least of these, he's talking about children and babies. Whatever you and that's where the revelation came. I'm I got Lyran in my arms, I'm feeding her. Burping her. And I'm like, I'm, and then the revelation of, and if you whatever you do to them, you do to me. I got little Jesus in my arms. You know what I'm saying? Come on, Jesus. I'm giving Jesus a kiss. I mean, it was a paradigm shift. A para- I shifted my whole way of thinking. Like, oh my gosh. Lord, tie this into a few other scriptures, and oh my goodness. Are we ready for the harvest of children in the last days? Children and babies. I'm going to go on and read. Now, this is the, when did we see you and we didn't do this. Okay. Then he will say to those on his left hand, depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for you and the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, you gave me no food; I was thirsty, you gave me no drink; I was a stranger, and you take you did not take me in; naked, and you clothed me; sick or in prison, and you did not even visit me. Then he will answer. Then they will answer and say unto them, Lord, When do we see you hungry or thirsty or stranger or naked or sick or in prison, and we did not minister to you? Then he will answer and say unto them. Surely I say unto you, as much as you did not do this for one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. This is a lifestyle, being a believer. It's a lifestyle. It's it's just, we should automatically do it because of the duty part in Luke 17. Like, oh. This is my, I, and it's like, shift that around. Do do I have to do that? And I've had such the revelation from the Lord. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. I get to do this. I get to do this before the Lamb of God. Before the, (laughs) okay. I believe we're, I don't even know, I didn't even look at the clock. Yes, please, some, yes, somebody. Now, Oh, I didn't even think of that. Just kick it off. So this might be a new word for you, but I know for a fact God said this morning, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking unto the church. This is not Denny's message. This was birthed in my fireplace room in Oxford, Michigan, 11 years ago. And God says, I want to use you to get my people's attention of a movement that's here in the earth, even right now. You you don't have to. And this is not about guilt, shame. This is about talk to Holy Spirit. Say, Lord, what is my portion in this? Am I an intercessor for this, God? I believe the responsibility is way higher than what we would put on it. We can do way more than what we allow ourselves to do in the Lord. But we as the children of God, and this is just Denny's observation, we pick the path of least resistance. We want the gospel at no cost we want to, we want the goosebumps. I mean, you guys went to Todd White last night, man. He's a, he's a hammer. Todd White is, like, well, come on, give me some more Todd White videos. And it's like, what's holding you back? What about justice? What does justice mean to you? You're going to get out to your car, grab the handle and say, honey, where do you want to go eat? And just completely hit the delete button? Or is God trying to get your attention? I feel strongly He's trying to get our attention as a house, as individuals, of Lord, what how do we how do we even tackle this? How can we tackle this in the state of Michigan? How can we tackle this in this county? Lord, to get ready for what's coming. Like I said, Roe v. Way get overturned. We have a harvest before us. The babies are there now. And I mean don't fill the box of compl- of excuses. Don't fill the boxes of I I can't. Because that's where we go. I'm unqualified. I was unqualified. But I gave him a yes. I didn't know what it looked like. He's like, Lord. Huh? I mean, seriously. So we're going to pray. This may not have sank in today with some of you, but it's going to come back up again. You watch. And some of you might hit home. Father, we need your help. Can we dim the lights down just a little, just one of them off? Just close your eyes. This is dear to God. And what's dear to Him? I want it to be dear to me. I don't want to glance at this with my shortcomings. I don't want to look at this and just say, that's overwhelming to me. But just look at it and say, God, what do you say? Cause my heart to feel what you feel. Let me look into this, God. I don't want to look into this with denny eyes. Or whatever your name is, <clears throat> your eyes. God is on the move on a subject that's so dear to his heart. We would be foolish to not meditate on it. Take a few of the scriptures that were laid out today. You do your own research. You dig into it and see what God feels, how, what he talks about here. Jesus, we need your help in this house of justice. Father, you've highlighted, it's in our face. It's in our face all the time, God. Have we become numb and dull, Lord? God, I'm going to sign up all over again. I'm going to sign up and look into this with you. Jesus, hold our hand. Help me understand what you're trying to say. Lord, am I dull to the last hour on the earth? Am I consumed with life? Am I consumed with the worries of life, my family? Lord, that the chaos around me has more attention than you? Lord, And if there's families in here right now, God, I ask that you just step into that storm and just say, Peace be still. Marriages, families, kids out of order, grandkids out of order. Lord, we want to partner with you in this movement. You'll work out all the details, God. Father, teach us how to pray about this. Lord, how can we be an impact in our community or in our neighborhoods, Lord? Just, you know, that's it's so cliche. This is just, God, fruit, fruit, God, that can be seen by the world and say, "What is this?" God, we love you. Help us, Lord in this end-time movement, Lord. Set us on fire, Lord, that the fire quenches everything with zeal. Lord, cause the Scriptures to pop out. Cause them just to pop off the pages and do something in us, Lord. Move our hearts, God. We love you, Father. Sign up again today. Just say, God, I I know I said I'd get up in the morning, and I didn't even make one appointment. Sign up again. Do it again. God, I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to stop and smell the roses along the way in my busy day to see you.
1: I'm sure every we're all mature enough to know this isn't the Lord saying that everyone has to adopt. Or if you say, "Well, wait a minute, if that's the foundation of this place. Maybe I'm in the wrong place. No, you're not." Father, let not one of us dismiss this. The point I'm taking from the message, because every time I hear my husband, I, I sign right back up again. <laughs> but the point I take from it is he's doing something in this region. This is not just about us individually. It's not just about this house It's about what he wants to accomplish in this region. So each of us take these seeds and we take them to our sphere of influence and we influence those around us. So he says, this isn't my message. No, it's not. But it is is the core value that we carry. So you will hear it more. (laughs) But the Lord wants to accomplish something in this region, in this state. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, that this word penetrates, it goes deep, and it brings forth fruit. I thank you, Father. Eventually, I'll preach my message, how to kill yourself and live. Because that's the journey that we're all on. I don't want anybody to see me. I want them to see Jesus. I thank you, Father. Bless this house. Bless these people. And bless their week. In Jesus' name, amen.